I'm getting ready for Christmas. I'm looking forward to Christmas. What is Christmas about? The birth of Christ. It's about Jesus. Have, have you ever done something or been experienced something? You've gone somewhere and something's happened, and, and you said, who did that? In a positive way, not in a negative way. But something happened that was great, and you said, who did that? And what you do is you look around and you try to find out, and what you do is you ask for the name of the person that did it. So this morning, I want to talk about his name is Jesus. And through this winter, through this Christmas season, my prayer is that you would think his name is Jesus. And I've got a few minutes here, and I want to share with you some thoughts about Jesus, about the power that is in his name. I believe every time his name is uttered, heaven responds. Even a whisper echoes, reverberates, and amplifies, and when it reaches heaven, it is heard throughout the whole host of heaven, Jesus. His name is not just a name like you and me would say, but his name carries with it so much power, so much authority, so much instruction. And I don't think we often recognize the power in the name of Jesus. We have somebody here today, when they first got saved, when they would go to sleep at night, before they got saved, they would go to sleep at night and they would feel an oppression or a weight. And I've talked with them, I've talked with a few other people, had a similar situation, and they didn't know what to do. And they were told, when you feel that pressure, I mean, they felt the pressure almost like it was a physical attack in their sleep. And as Pastor Winona and I got the opportunity to get to know them and to talk with them and their family, we encouraged them to just say, if, if all you can say is the name Jesus, just say Jesus. And you know what happened? That person came back to us and they weren't sleeping very well. They're, they're, they had such unbelievable attack from the enemy. And they said the one night they were feeling so, they, they could barely even speak. The pressure was so hard on them, literally they felt it on their mouth. They literally said all we could do was even just think Jesus. And you know what happened? Gone. Gone. And that oppression left, and then they spoke the name Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. He's not just another name. He's not just some other figure in history. He is the most important person in history. Statistically, when you look in the Bible... The Old Testament has over 350 prophetic words about Jesus in the Old Testament. Some people say about 300. Some people say over 400. 
Um, the article I was going through had over 350 prophetic words in the Old Testament pointing to Jesus, his birth, his life, where he lived, the surroundings. So some of them involved not just Jesus, but the surroundings. But over 350 references to Jesus. And they did a statistical analysis on the probability that Jesus is Christ based on the prophetic utterances alone. So they said, for instance, if you took a coin and you flipped a coin, there's a 50% chance it's going to be head, 50% tails, right? I mean, you flip it and it's either heads or tails. You flip it a second time, and it's no longer 50%. Now, if you wanted to get two heads, it's basically in the neighborhood of a quarter because you would do one, and you might not get heads. So if you did four times, you, there's the possibility of four of those that you'd get a heads and a heads. They figured if they did 17, 17 times of flipping the coin, the odds, actually 10 of them, sorry, the 10. If they took 10 coins and they flipped it 10 times, there was one chance in 1,024 that they'd all be heads. That's one, uh, that's only 10 flips. When they took 17 prophetic words and they just did 17, they estimated it was like, one to ten uh, billion, like it was like to the billionth. It's one thing to say, well, they knew his name. In Isaiah, it says his name shall be called. But then you go to Micah and you find out it even says where he's going to be born. You go to another place and you find out that it talks about him being pierced in the side. The statistic analysis alone about Jesus is phenomenal. That alone, the mathematicians, if the mathematician is honest and true, they will say, mathematically, they will look at it and say, the statistics show that this is not just a made-up story. If a mathematician is being honest, because what they say is, after so much probability, the chances of that happening is either never going to happen, or if it did, it's phenomenal. And they've gotten that past that point mathematically about Christ. What is the power in his name? So I want to give you a few thoughts about the name of Jesus this morning. There's ten things that I went through this morning and I compiled about what happens when you say the name of Jesus. Why do we say in the name of Jesus? Because what we are doing is we are invoking the name that is above all other names. I don't know about you, but I grew up in a competitive family. I didn't think it was competitive, but I am competitive. Um, we would eat dinner, and we would pray over the food. And then as soon as we are finished praying, if you didn't start grabbing food, you'd go hungry. So I learned how to be competitive from a young age. When I was young, we played street hockey. Anybody ever played street hockey? I mean, I'm a good Canadian kid. I don't know how to skate very well on ice. Um, I'm Bambi on ice, but I could play street hockey. 
And when we played street hockey, we would pick teams. Any, have you ever played a game where you had to pick teams? And if you weren't the captain picking the team, but you were sitting in the chairs and they were picking, you're just saying, you're, you're eyeing up the team. So we would play street hockey, and, and I have brothers. I got five brothers older than me and then uh, three younger than me. And um, we would sit there, and there'd, there would be six, seven, eight of us sitting there. And if my oldest brother was picked, I'd want to be on his team. And God bless Pastor Daniel, but if Pastor Daniel was picked, I didn't want to be on his team. Because he wasn't the oldest. And I would size up. And I'd look at it, and I was just, I was just a couple years older than Pastor David, uh, Daniel, so I was not picked first. I was usually picked like, you know, one of the end. You know, well, he's sitting there, we got to do something. I mean, I was so bad at playing hockey when they started, they just stuck me in goal. It was like, uh, you can't play out, so just stick him in goal and maybe the ball will hit him. But you sit there and you hope that you get picked on the team that wins. Right? I mean, if I'm going to play, I want to play on the team that wins. And I'm just hoping when I eye up Uncle Peter, Herman, Bert, and then these other guys, I'm looking, oh, this is the team that's going to win. And I'm just, and then I'm looking at the coach saying, pick me, or the guy that's pick, 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 pick me, pick me. When you invoke the name of Jesus, you are invoking the champion. You are invoking the one who always wins. Every single time he wins. It says he took the keys of hell and death. It says, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he would destroy. It, it, it wouldn't be that he would just play with it, or he destroyed the works of the evil one. It says he made a display of them openly triumphing over them. So when you invoke the name of Jesus, you are invoking the team, the captain that always wins. Now, I don't know about you, but I like to win. Given the choice, I would rather win than lose. And it's found in the name of Jesus. So I've got ten verses or ten things I'd like to share with you about the name of Jesus. What his name brings. His, first of all, his name brings salvation. His name means Jehovah is salvation. And if you're taking notes, I've got a couple verses. Acts 4.12 Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given whereby among men that you can be saved. His name brings salvation. His name brings salvation. We are saved through the name of Jesus because of what he did. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life because of Jesus. If you're going to witness to anybody, and I pray that you do, it's all about Jesus. 
It's not about me. It's not about what I did. It's not about what you did. Sorry to burst your bubble, but it's not about what you did. It's about Jesus. I had the opportunity to share with someone this week. And I looked him in the face, and he was looking at me. We're looking eye to eye, and I said to him, I'll be honest with you. I am going after you because I want to see you come to heaven. I mean, I was pretty direct. I don't know if I've ever been that direct. And I just said, Jesus loves you. And he paid for your soul. And I explained, I, and I shared with him Christ, and his eyes welled up. It wasn't what I did, it was what Christ did. It was what Jesus did. The first thing I see that he does is he provides salvation. His name. His name. If you need salvation, start using his name. The world knows how to use his name when they need something. <laughs> they don't use it very well. You need help. You can literally say, Jesus. And all of heaven hears that name. You think, well, it only hits in this room. You can't hear it beyond these walls. No, all of the universe hears his name. And when you call, no matter where you are, when you call and you say, Jesus, salvation will come to you. That's what the Word of God says. It says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I, I love definite words. One of the definite words I love is the word is. There is no uncertainty when you use the word is. His name is Jesus. You can't argue with that. It's not his name might be. His name could be. No, it says his name is Jesus. The name of Jesus brings supremacy. His name is superior. His name is the most superior name. Everything else is inferior to God, to the name Jesus. And I don't know about you, but that brings comfort to me that I'm on the side of the strongest, the most mighty, the most powerful, the name above all names. He's my brother, my older brother, it says in the word of God. He's the first among many brethren. He paid the way. He's the one that redeemed my soul. There's a supremacy in Philippians 2. I, I want you to have verses for all of this so that you can see biblically the power of his name. Philippians 2. 9 to 11, wherefore God also has highly exalted him, talking about Jesus, and given him a name which is above a few names. It's above every, all, every name. So when you call the name of Jesus, you're going right to the top. If I could use this word, and I don't mean it disrespectfully, you're going to the top of the food chain. And I don't mean to be silly or disrespectful, but I think you understand what I'm saying. You're going to the top. Everything 
bows to that name. Depression. You say the name Jesus, I expect depression to leave. Poverty. I don't see poverty, I see prosperity in the name of Jesus. So when you speak the name Jesus, you are breaking poverty. He's given you good things. There's a supremacy in his name. I want you to understand this because this Christmas season, I don't want you to walk around thinking, what is it all about? I want you walking around looking for people that may need to know that Jesus is the reason for this season. And I want you to be able to share with them with confidence that the name of Jesus is the name that saves, is the name that heals, is the name that gives provision, is the name that is salvation, is the name that's above all other names. So when you walk away today, you've got 10 verses, you've got 10 purposes of the power that is in the name of Jesus. Because as I shared with that individual this week, I was sharing him about Jesus. And I was, it was, I, I, I was in awe. And I'll be honest with you, I'm thinking, Lord, I went fishing and I used some good bait. I've got to learn how to reel them in. Can I be honest with you? I've got a couple on the hook, and I'm saying, Lord, help me reel them in. I've got a couple that have told me what bait to use. Supremacy. And in Luke 10, 17, the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Use the name of Jesus. Learn how to use it well and see what happens. This morning, my wife had a, had a, a bump on her elbow last night. I prayed very simple in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Prayed again this morning. In the name of Jesus, you got to leave. In the name of Jesus. She came to me during before worship and she says, you know what? It's gone. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but that makes me happy. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in this name. Even the devils are subject. Whatever, what devils do you think? You're fighting, because I don't think you're fighting devils. We, we fight against, don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't fight against people, but there's principalities or powers. What, what devils do you think? What, what are those? Speak the name Jesus. I mean, cut to the chase. Forget all this other stuff. Jesus. I don't care this thing or that thing. Use the name Jesus, and they have to leave. I'm giving some of you principles and verses and scriptures that literally will change your life. You can walk around and you can just say his name. And all of a sudden, all of heaven turns, hears, and attends to that.
Either you believe the scriptures or you don't. And I'm inclined to believe them. And I'm not going to teach you anything other than what I see in his word. I don't care about the philosophies of men. I don't care about the opinions even of other pastors. I watch a lot of them. I read a lot of them. And sometimes I read and I think that's just their idea. What does the word say? What does God's word say? His word says his name is above all others. It doesn't say I have to do 16 steps. It says I can say his name. Now, I believe in living a life that's full and honest and hardworking, but you, you got to start somewhere. Start with Jesus. Let him start cleaning up your act. Let him start cleaning up the stuff and then change. Jesus said to him, he, he told him, the, the lady at the well, go and sin no more. you you got to live a lifestyle that's right, but you start with Jesus. He comes and he heals and he cleanses, and then you change and you repent. Don't keep doing what you're doing and calling on his name. Change what you're doing. Call on his name and change. There's power in his name. A few weeks ago, I talked about Daddy says so. This is what Daddy says. He says, I put his name above every other name. Above every other name. Depression, sickness, cancer, illness. Doesn't matter. Autism. It has to bow to the name of Jesus. I'm going for stuff that's radical. I'm going for stuff that's crazy. There's boldness in Acts 9.29. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord. Don't speak boldly on your own account. It speaks boldly in the name of the Lord. So you better get it right. Come on. Somebody smile. Acts 9.29. Miracles. Do you know miracles happen by the sound of his name? And I'm expecting miracles to happen. They already are. We are seeing in seed form the beginning of what's going to happen. I'm not looking to the future. I am looking to the future, but I'm seeing right now, I see miracles happening. I see financial miracles. I see physical miracles. I'm expecting mental miracles. I find it amazing. We can have faith for somebody's broken arm to get better or somebody's cancer to get better. Can we have faith that somebody has a mental issue or some synapses in the brain that isn't functioning? Can we believe God that he can heal that too? I'm not satisfied just with the physical thing. I want to see complete. I want to see as it is in heaven. I want to see it on earth. Use the name of Jesus. There's miracles. Acts, 40, uh, Acts 4, 30 and 31. By stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child, Jesus. And we saw in Luke where they said, even the devils were subject to us through your name. Healing. Number five. 
Is any sick among you? This was from James 5, 14 and 15. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And I've seen this happen where people have called for the elders of the church. And let them pray over them, him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. If all I say when I pray for somebody is in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, if, all that's, if that's all that I say, there's enough in that. There's enough in that. I may have to do more. I may have to say other stuff. But if I start in the name of Jesus, I believe things will break at the sound of his name. Heaven responds to his name. And if heaven responds, everything under heaven is going to have a reaction. Christmas is about Jesus. This is the one that we're celebrating this year. We are celebrating the birth of the one who came, God with us, Emmanuel with us. And we get to celebrate the one who came to reconcile us back, man, to God. And the power that is in his name. So when we think, when we sing about Christ and Christmas, I want us to remember the power that is in his name. It is a radical power. It is radical. There is nothing whimsical about uttering his name. And I'm not sure we use it enough. I'm not sure we use his name enough. Because I believe if we did, we'd see more happening. Have you ever felt foolish to pray for your wife or your husband, thinking, well, what good is that going to do? Hello? Have you ever felt silly driving in the car and then all of a sudden starting to pray out loud? You know, like, maybe my wife will hear me. We started doing that. I mean, we might have a Holy Ghost session happening in our car. You better watch out when you drive with us. In the last eight months, my wife has grabbed my hand and said, would you pray over me? More times than I can count. And I've obliged every single time and then some. Use the name of Jesus. Use it. You say, well, how do I use it? Check the scriptures. Ask God to give you insight. I'm giving you 10 verses right here that will help you get started. But I believe, as believers, we don't talk and use his name enough. And I'm not saying we use it flippantly, but we need to use it with authority. In the name of Jesus, cancer is leaving. I believe in the name of Jesus that we will walk into buildings and our voice will carry authority because we are ambassadors of the king that cancer will leave when it hears my voice and your voice just in a conversation. Cancer's going to freak out and run. Why? Because in the name of Jesus, you have authority. Healing. There's worship in his name. In Malachi 1.11. For from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, and every place 
In every place, incense shall be offered, incense being the worship, for offered unto my name and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among, you know who's going to be great among? The heathen. How can it be great among the heathen if it's not great among us? How can his name be great among the heathen who don't know him if I don't live a life that shows his name is powerful, his name is strong, his name is mighty? I was talking to somebody this week and I said to them, I want you to come, I want you to, come to heaven. I want you to come to heaven. I believe that Jesus is the, is the king of kings. And I, I was sharing with them and I said, I believe Jesus can heal. And I, I said, what do you want? And they told me what they wanted. I said, okay, I'm going to pray and believe for that. And you know what he said to me? He says, I believe you because when you prayed for me for my aunt, Pastor Nelson and I prayed for his aunt about a year ago. He says, I believe you because I know what happened to my aunt. <laughs> wow. His aunt was in Ontario. He came and he was in tears, and Pastor Nelson and I prayed with him, gave him some counsel, and that was showing him the power of Jesus. And we glorified Jesus, and you know what? He expected something to happen when I talked to him, because he says, I believe because of what you did. That's the heathen starting to glorify God. It says in, in Genesis 49.10, a prophetic word over Jesus. It says, unto him shall the gathering of the people be. When we worship, we're worshiping Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And what I find amazing is sometimes people try to separate God the Father from God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. When I read the scriptures, I just feel, see all three of them so active and inter-participating among them. I have a hard time sometimes separating. Sometimes Jesus says, my Father says this, and then you find out a few chapters later, he says, and this is what's going to happen. And you go, well, one verse he says, my Father, and another verse he says, him. You read Acts 1 8, we're talking about the Holy Spirit coming. And if you read that verse, you find out the Holy Spirit, the Father, and the Son are all active. Unto Him, when we come, we come to worship. We don't come to have a band session. We don't come to see how loud we can play and how good we can play. And we don't come to try new licks on the guitar. See, I know some language of music. We don't come to put licks on the guitar. We don't come to do some other stuff on the piano or a roll on the drums. We come to worship the king. I believe we need to do it well. And I love it when it's done well. But it also says make a joyful noise, so I'm included. But it's all about him. It's all about him. And I don't care if we make a mistake when we sing a song. I've made plenty of them. I'd like to be polished, but I'd rather be worshipful. And if I have to choose between the two, it's going to fall on worship every single time. And I'm looking forward to the day when worship and polish start to happen at the same time. But as long as I'm human and as long as I'm here, you're going to hear me croning. You're going to hear me singing off key. You're going to be hearing me going off time and everything else. But you're going to go, that's Pastor David just having a good time. We're here to worship him. And I love lights. I love watching Hillsong. I love watching Jesus Culture. I love worshiping here. 
And I tell you, I've stood there worshiping with tears coming down my face. Nothing moves me like worship. There is power. When you worship Jesus, he responds. Power in his name. I didn't see a tear spot there, but it happened. His name is sweet. There is no other name that you can say that is as sweet as the name Jesus. 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 Oh, it's sweet. It is beautiful. It is so powerful. In Song of Solomon, and this is the song that all guys like to song, uh, this is the book that all guys like to read to their wives. It's a love story. Guys, you should read it to your wives. But it's also a picture of a love relationship with God the Father. And in there, Song of Solomon's 1, verse 3, it says, Because of thy sa- the savor of thy good ointments, thy name is anointment poured forth. Therefore do the virgins love you. His name is like an ointment poured forth. There's sweetness. There's beauty. If there's only one name you learn to say, that'd be Jesus. Because it's not just the name of another individual. It's the name above all names. It's the name above all names. Number eight, there's strength and there's might. In Jeremiah 10, verse 6, it says, For as much as there is none like unto you, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. If you need some might, you might want to call on Jesus. That one just came to me, Olivia. (laughs) But if you need something, why do we go every other place? I was in the the doctor's office this week. (laughs) It was funny. I I go to the plastic surgeon with with Pastor Winona, and they play 80s music, and I kind of almost start out singing. You know, they got Dan Hill, they got the Beatles, they got Eagles, they got uh, ABBA, they got all these songs going, Pat Van, and, and I'm kind of like enjoying it. This week, I heard the name of the station. Yeah. It's the Old Heart Station. And I thought, oh my goodness, I've been reduced to an old heart. At least it was an old fart, but it was an old heart. <laughs> but they played this song. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. And I listen to the words, and they're worshiping a tree. If I can be honest with you and frank with you, how lovely are your branches? No, I love these. But they're looking at a tree for peace. If you read the words, they're expecting a tree's branches to give them peace. I'm sitting there going, Jesus, what are we putting our help in and our trust in and our expectation in? A Christmas tree. And half the time they're dead. 
They've been cut. They make a mess. Oh, but your branches are so beautiful. Every year they're green and they last green all through the year. And I know there's metaphors in there and I understand that. But if you're worshiping a tree, if you're worshiping a vehicle, if you're worshiping a job, if you're worshiping your spouse, if you're worshiping your kids, if you're worshiping money and you're putting that all in front of God, call on His name first and foremost. My strength is in His name. It's not how much money I got in the bank. It's not how much money I don't have in the bank. It's not what kind of vehicle I drive, although I like nice vehicles. It doesn't matter. It's his name that is might and power. And please, don't tweet out that I'm like listening to old heart music. His name is multidimensional. We think quite often, and I'm challenged all the time, we think so linear. We think, we think if this doesn't happen, then this. We think it's either this way or that way. And when I read the Bible, I find out sometimes he does it this way, and then another time he does it that way. I think he does that just to have fun with us. But he's multidimensional. It says, how great is his love? And, and if you look at his love, you find out it's not, we, we think three dimensions, X, Y, Z. I learned that in algebra. X, Y, Z. And you can just tell where something is. Have you ever heard of the term three-dimensional? God's multidimensional. Don't limit God to the dimensions that you think. Limit him to the dimensions in his word. And use his name. When you think it's unbelievable and impossible, that's when his name goes multidimensional and it goes crazy and it does things that nobody else can do. He had a virgin conceive. I've never seen that happen except once. In over 8 billion people on this earth and however many came before us, 8 billion, only once has a virgin conceived. And that was because of God. If you need something impossible to happen, I'll tell you where to start. And I'll tell you where to finish. His name is Jesus. It says in Isaiah 9, verse 6, you want to see the dimensions of Jesus? This is predicting and talking about his birth. Unto us a child is born. And that talks about his birth, humanity. Unto us a son is given, the son of God. That talks about his deity. And then listen to this. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And don't think a name is only one name. His name shall be called Wonderful. Oh, that doesn't put a smile on your face. His name is Wonderful. His name, just the utterance of his name is Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And if you continue reading, it says, of the extent of his government, it shall see no end. God, the name of Jesus, is so multidimensional. Don't just leave it to the dimensions of your life or the dimensions of your mind or the dimensions of your situation. Bring him in and let him obliterate all of your dimensions and move in his. His name. There have been times when all I've been able to say it's Jesus. 
and I've made it through. And the last one, John 14, 13 to 14, and this one is just amazing. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you don't think that's enough, then he goes and he says it again in the next verse. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. In the name of Jesus, there is unlimited possibilities. Ask anything. Anything. And you say, well, what if I ask the wrong thing? Try it. Try. Come on. Well, I'm afraid I'm going to offend God. No, he won't get offended. He might spank you. He might say, what you're thinking? But he ain't going to get offended. My children ask some crazy things of me. They ask some real crazy things. Why? Because they know their dad wants to bless them. The name of Jesus, if you ask anything whatsoever, a few years ago we could have said, whatever, whatever you ask in his name. And I know James, it says we don't receive because we don't ask, and then we ask, we ask amiss. I would suggest to you, we need to learn how to ask. We need to learn how to ask. In his name, so that the Father may be glorified. This year, personally, I'm asking God that I would reveal Jesus to people in a greater way than I've ever done before. And I'm actually thinking, and I don't know how many times I've thought this before, but I'm actually thinking, how can I bring Jesus into this conversation? I mean, if he's the name above all names, it might as well get in there somehow. Like, like if I had a $1,000 gift to give somebody, and I walked around with this gift, and I was looking to give it to somebody, I'd try to figure out how I could get around to giving it to somebody. Well, I've got Jesus. And I talked to this fella, and I mentioned Jesus, and I mentioned to him God loves him, and I mentioned to him that I want to see him and his family go to heaven. And tears <laughs> formed in his eyes. It wasn't David. <laughs> Believe you me, it wasn't me. But you have the greatest story. You have the greatest name. You have the greatest explanation of Christmas that anybody else has. And you have that inside of you. And when somebody says, what's the reason for this? I'm not saying you have to jump up on the chair and start speaking in King James, thus saith the Lord. That's not what I'm saying. Strike up a conversation. And ask the Holy Spirit to bring the most powerful name 
into the conversation. And he may and he may not because he knows this ground. He knows what's happening. But ask him. He's the name above all names. If I was to title this sermon, I would title it, His Name is Jesus. <laughs> Don't overcomplicate it. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Well, I'm broke. His name is Jesus. Well, I feel sick. His name is Jesus. Well, I fight depression. His name is Jesus. Well, my children, they don't understand me anymore. His name is Jesus. Well, my career is going nowhere. His name is Jesus. Well, my family is going to hell and, and, and they're doing terrible things. His name is Jesus. Well, that guy cut me off on the street and they waved their hands with a single finger at me. His name is Jesus. Well, they came to me and they asked me for help and they need a decision to be made. What do I say? His name is Jesus. And you start thinking about it. You start walking around. You start living it and you start looking at situations. His name is Jesus. It's not David. It's not Fred. It's not so-and-so. His name is Jesus. He is the one that can answer the questions. And my prayer for you this Christmas is you would love it. I, I, I want you to enjoy Christmas, but my prayer for you is that you would find one person. My prayer is that you would find one person that you can use the name Jesus and see what happens. And if you get mixed up and confused, I will be so happy because that means you're trying. And if you come next week and you say, I got somebody and I use the name Jesus and now I don't know what to do, I'm going to be so excited because you're starting to share his name. And his name is the name above all others. There's no other name no other name but his name. Hallelujah. Huh, I tell Pastor Nelson, I tell Pastor David, Daniel, you have to stop at 12.15 at the latest. We're going to pray. I won't tell you what time it is and don't check your phones. Lord, blind their eyes. Heavenly Father, it's, it's all about you. This week, this month, may we think and be able to bring the name Jesus into conversations. We ask that, I ask that for everyone here, that the reason for the season would roll off the tip of our tongues and that we would understand the power that is in the name Jesus. Bless everyone here, Lord. In your precious name, amen. God bless you.